Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, football fans. I hope you had a great weekend. It's Isaac Sines here, and we're back on the Pro Football Chase podcast for another week of matchup recaps, prominent storylines, and game picks. Today, all-pro defensive tackle, six-time Pro Bowler Gerald McCoy is joining the podcast to discuss some NFL football. So, Gerald, it's great to have you on again, man. Thanks for making the time. How are you doing? I'm great, brother. How you doing, man? You good? I'm good. Excited to have you on the podcast, man. Can't believe we're already in, uh, what, week eight of the NFL season, man. So just chugging along. Yeah, 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 man. It's uh, it's going by fast, faster than I expected. But uh, I would say it's been a good season. It's been weird. It's kind of been a lot going on. But it's football, and we love it, so. I've been I've been enjoying it. Yeah, for sure. It's been a little bit odd. I mean, some of these teams have disappointed. Uh, we've had some primetime games that have been snoozers with no offense. I mean, it, it really has been a year, I think, where a lot of these teams that we expected to be good haven't necessarily fallen through. Then some surprise teams out there, including the Giants and the Seattle Seahawks. So it's been a, a season of surprises thus far, Gerald. The Broncos. I called Russell Wilson playing like this. I said we need to stop crowning the Broncos. They haven't done anything yet, so why are we crowning them? Okay? Uh, I called the Chargers. I said, why are we crowning the Chargers? And they haven't even made the playoffs yet. So how are we all of a sudden saying that they are just this because they it looks good on paper? Uh, I also called the Jets. I made a prediction. It was a wild prediction, but I said the Jets was going to win 10 games. They keep this up. They are on their trajectory. Those are just a few things. I don't know. I'm not right about everything, but those are. Oh, yeah. People killed me for saying the uh, Eagles defense was top five. Hmm. 
looking kind of good right now, right? I respect and trust your opinion, and so that's why I want to have you on the podcast. So perfect way to introduce yourself to the audience. So let's talk a little bit about week seven. All right, let's recap what we saw. Unfortunately for the Jets, they lost two key players, Brees Hall, ACL tear. They're starting offensive guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, triceps out for the year as well. And then the Chargers, who you also just talked about, J.C. Jackson out for the season, torn patellar tendon. But player of the week, Gerald, when you took a look at week seven, you saw these matchups play out. Who was that one player that stood out to you? Uh, I think we got to kind of go with the low-hanging fruit and Joe Burrow, right? Yeah. When we, when we, we can kind of agree on that. Joe Burrow was... 34-42, 481 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. People going to knock the Falcons or whatever, but the Falcons was a surging team. Falcons have been in every game they played this year. The Falcons have the same record as a lot of teams. A lot of teams pick, a lot of people pick to be in the NFC Championship or compete for the NFC. The Bucks being one, the Packers being one of them, the Rams being another one. Like all these teams that people pick, they had the same record as them. So it's like the Falcons are not a pushover. You know what I'm saying? So for him to go in there and then the people, you know, the Bengals are getting in their stride. You know, they're four and three right now, but three and four, four and three, it could have went the other way. So it's not like the Bengals are just like this. It's a much better team. You know, they play much better, but the record doesn't show that they're just that much better. So for Joe Burrow to go, you know, to to put up those types of numbers this weekend is, is incredible. And I think he'll – I don't think. I'm pretty sure he'd be the AFC player of the week. And, you know, Joe Burrow, man, he's uh, he's one of those quarterbacks of the future. So, yeah, I'm going with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, they got off to that slow start, of course. But a lot of people forgot that Burrow underwent that appendectomy and missed a lot of practice time. And, of course, a new offensive line that they brought a couple of new guys in. So it was going to take time for them to get going. But I never once doubted Joe Burrow. That guy is a, a fantastic quarterback. He certainly lit it up on Sunday, man. I mean, you can't argue that. But me, I'm actually going to go with a little bit of a hidden gem, a rookie that's on the defensive line that also plays here in Texas for the Dallas Cowboys, Sam Williams, the rookie who mm-hmm. played for Dallas. I mean, he was kind of had his coming out party per se. Two sacks, was very prominent in the backfield. Two tackles for loss, two quarterback hits. Second round pick out of Ole Miss, the Dallas Cowboys took him, and he was pretty dominant in the SEC last year. And so with that depth that they have on that D-line in front seven in Dallas, Sam Williams had kind of had some snaps limited, but a little bit of a larger workload on Sunday, Gerald, and he showed out pretty well. Yeah, he played he play really good, man. A uh, defense that gets uh, five takeaways and five sacks is, I'm going to say they probably had the performance of the week, so. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, they they did it. All right, Gerald, I want to hear your opinion on this because obviously being a longtime Buccaneer, you know that that team is struggling right now, three and four, Todd Bowles head coach, and he's taking some heat. And so I ran a little bit of a poll on Twitter. I wanted to see where people were thinking here after week seven about which coach is under the most pressure after seven weeks of play. You got Nathaniel Hackett out there who is two and five with the Denver Broncos, Brandon Staley, Four and three, Frank Reich after that lost three, three and one, and then Todd Bowles three and four. Now, according to Twitter, everybody says Hackett. Forty-three percent say Hackett, thirty percent say Staley, seventeen percent say Reich, ten percent say Bowles. And looking at that Buccaneers team, what do you think is going wrong with them right now? Um, I think the Bucks right now they're just not clicking. 
um, you know, to see like second play of the game, a receiver of Mike Evans caliber to drop a pass like that. Mike makes that catch 99 times out of 100, you know, and that one time he dropped it, you just seen it. Um, you know, Chris Godwin, uh, I was surprised when he came back. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to talk to CG. He said he felt great. So I don't want to speculate or be on the outside looking in and say they rushed him back. That would be wrong to say because when I talked to him, he said he felt great. So when a player doesn't feel great, you know, they're not going to come back. You know, us as warriors, we we want to do everything in our power to get back out there and play. But I know CG. He's not that guy that's just going to get out there if he can't play. Um, but, you know, he's dropping a couple passes, and they just they just don't – they don't look – like them right now you know one thing you always expected from a Bucks defense especially on the top balls is not running the ball people have been able to run the ball on them um they just kind of doing whatever right now and I think the problem is with the outside world is over the last couple years we've been spoiled with how dominant Bucks have been defensively offensively that we forget that you know Schedules and games and seasons don't always go where you win, you know, 14 games and all this. You might get in the playoffs with 10 wins. You might get in the playoffs with nine wins. We don't know. We've seen people do it. You know, it happens. And we see people go win a Super Bowl like this. Seasons are long. They're up and down even longer now with a shortened preseason and a longer regular season. But if is anybody I believe in is those guys in Tampa. I believe in Ty Bowles. He's not on a hot seat. You can't say it. I mean, how you just put this guy on a hot seat and he just got the job? Like, relax. Eric, the people doing too much. Like, calm down. You know, and are we going to forget Ali Marpet retired? The, the guard who came in got injured. Donovan Smith missed a couple games. Uh, um, Big Red was out in training camp. So it was like, they missed the O-lineman. Cam Braid is out. He just got the concussion. Um, Julio played one game. I mean, he came back and played a couple snaps. But Julio been out. Mike had the suspension. CG been in and out of the lineup. The running back's position is all over the place. Lenny doing what he can. But I think people are forgetting the Tom Brady system is run the ball, play action, take a shot. Five yards, ten yards. He's very patient with his with his offense. But it's built off running the ball. You can't run the ball. There's no play action. There's no screen game. None of that. So that's why the Bucks are throwing so much. They got to do a better job running the ball. And defensively, we just got to get back to doing what we do. You know, I think losing JPP was a was a big thing for them. You know, they trust in the kid, Tryon, and he just has a rush to passer like JPP has. I don't want to say he hasn't been good, but he hasn't done it to the level JPP has. It puts a lot on Shaq. Puts a lot on Vita. Um, then you got Akeem Hicks. He got hurt. He was supposed to fill in the void that Sue left, and he's been hurt. So it's, it's a lot of injuries, man. Winfield just went out. Carlton Davis didn't play. It's just it's injuries all over the place, and that's what happens when you have a team that goes that deep every year. These injuries happen, and you can make all the predictions you want, but when injuries happen, there's no there's nothing you can you can't predict injuries. So um, I believe in those guys, and I believe they turned around. The number one thing to look at with Tampa is as long as Devin White and Levante David are healthy, they're one of the top, if not the best, linebacking unit in no, the NFL. No, they are the best, man. They're the best handle, man. Yes, I'm biased. I don't care how anybody feel about what I'm saying. I'm extremely biased. 
Levante David is one of the most underrated players, not linebackers, not whatever defensive player, players ever in the NFL. Levante David is. Go look at the numbers. Everybody want to bring up numbers, and this person did this and did that. Go look at his numbers and tell me that they don't compare to anybody in history. And he don't get the credit he deserves. So, yes, they are the best tandem. And another thing, look, going into this week, the Bucks had the same record as nine other teams. So it's not like they out the mix. A lot of these, this, that's why I said it's just been a weird season. It's a lot of teams that the record don't look like it, but if you look around the league, a lot of teams are really close in record. So they right there in the mix. They just got to keep playing and keep playing, and this week is going to be no different, man. Baltimore is not a team to play with. So this, But this is a great week to get back on track. We're going to discuss that matchup coming up here, but I will say regarding Levante David, go Big Red. He was a Husker, watched him all the way through college, one of my favorite players, honestly, in the NFL. Back to the uh, hot seat, Gerald. I'm going to give you my coach that I think should be feeling the most pressure right now because of the talent they've given him, because of the defensive-minded coach he is. I'm going to say Brandon Staley right now, 13-11 through year and a half. That defense, despite going out and getting Khalil Mack, who's also been very good, by the way, but there's been a lot of leakage on the back end for the Chargers defense. They have underwhelmed, especially on offense. I don't know what Joe Lombardi's got going on offense. If you look at just Brandon Staley, some of his his in-game decisions. Decision-making is crazy, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, man. I mean, when you got Keenan Allen, who was out for that Cleveland game, tweeting like, man, what are we doing? I'm just saying, like, that's been a pattern for Staley. And I'm saying you got way too much talent. Yes, obviously health, you have to throw in there. They have not been fully healthy. You got to be more steady than that. And what Brandon Staley has been able to to do, yes, right now they're 4-3. and three. They're above 500 in an AFC West where the Broncos are, shoot, man, they're all the way in the cellar, 2-5, and five, right? And the Raiders are also not playing very well either. But for me, Brandon Staley... I think he's got to be better, man. I mean, in terms of managing the game, you can't be out there making calls that are going to put your team at risk of losing the game just because you want to go off analytics, you know, squarely. So for me, Brandon Staley's got to up his game a little bit. And then, of course, you know, Gerald, there's those inklings about Sean Payton next year and Justin Herbert. Maybe that's a match, you know. So for those reasons and his in-game decision-making, Brandon Staley, for me, I think has to be feeling some pressure. Yeah, and I, I agree. Uh, but I have a person that I think people are like not paying attention to, and I think is for bigger reasons than the obvious. Um, I'm gonna go Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's not overlook the fact he got hired after getting fired from a college team, and his college rec win record. I think it was. Let me see. Thirty-five and forty. Below five hundred. He was 35 and 40 and got fired from Texas Tech and then got hired by the Cardinals to turn it around. He handpicked his first overall pick in Kyler Murray, who I ain't got nothing bad to say about Kyler. He's a Sooner. Uh, that's my guy. And I, I believe in Kyler. You know, people can say what they want about him, but Kyler's a baller, man. And it's as simple as that. But what happened on Thursday night football is a clear indication of what's going on in the building. We I don't think we've ever seen a player a quarterback at that turn and cuss their coach out the way Kyler did. And it just, for me, 
since we've never seen that, it just looks like almost there has it's gotten to a point to where they got to pick one or the other. And you go to sign this huge contract, but I've been in those buildings. Those owners and GMs and stuff, some of them are that much involved, but to the point to where they know whether you like, okay, he's not watching this much film, he's not doing this, he's not doing that. It came from somewhere. That's all I'm saying. Like, so if Kyler's spilling that and then they're not on the same page and then the season's starting the way it's starting, I just feel like we got to start looking at if, if Cl- Cliff Kingsbury is the guy. And Kyler signed a big deal. They're not getting rid of the player. So, you know, it's almost like that 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 back and forth and debate they had was almost like, hey, listen, Cliff understands his job is on the line. Kyler knows he's under a lot of pressure. And they just kind of like, hey, listen, man, calm down. I understand your job's on the line, but I'm out here trying to win too. And I just feel like the back and forth, it's just not going to go over well in the long run. Cliff Kingsbury, that's another one. When he got hired by the Cardinals, you know, after being fired from Texas Tech, that was always an interesting one. Of course, obviously, number one pick, Kyler Murray. That's why they figured, well, bring in Cliff Kingsbury, have that pairing. In Cliff Kingsbury's first couple of seasons, they always started off really well, but then they tailed off in the second half of the season. So I would agree with you there in terms of him being on the hot seat. Now, of course, whenever you win a ball game, nobody really wants to talk about it anymore, but a lot to... Be curious about and, and how long that partnership is indeed going to last in the desert. Now, let's go ahead and get into week eight. You talked about the Bucks, Ravens coming to town on Thursday night football. Short week. The Ravens four and three, Buccaneers three and four in the thick of it. When you look at this matchup, are you going to roll with your Bucks here? I'm always going to roll with the Bucks. I'm never going to pick against the Bucks. Like, I'm a realist. I'm a realist, but I believe in my team. And the thing is, it'd be different if Tom Brady wasn't a quarterback and they had a different quarterback or, like you said, Levante David, Devin White or Mike Evans or Vita Vea or William Ghostin or, you know, Nacho or all these people wasn't there. They're still there. So it's not like they don't have the guys to win. They just got to figure it out. They just not clicking right now. And that happens in seasons. You know, it's not the first time it's happened to – a person like Tom Brady or a person like Aaron Rodgers. That's that's what's made them great. It's because they've sustained greatness for so long and they there's nothing they haven't been through that they can't fight through. So uh, with Tom Brady at the helm, I know a lot of people are putting a lot into his off-the-field stuff, which I'm a married man, so I know. When your home's not right, is your head's not right. But I feel like Tom's been, been able to compartmentalize a lot of his off-the-field stuff before and still come out and perform, and I feel like he can do it again. Uh, I just trust in those guys, and I believe they'll turn it around. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens here, 26-20. I know Lamar Jackson has really not had as much support as I think the Ravens and Eric DaCosta needed to get him some more help at wide receiver. I mean, it's the Mark Andrews show pretty much every week. Now, I know Rashad Bateman has been out with an injury as well. Defensively, Marlon Humphrey is still playing really well. They have a new DC out there, Mike McDonald, and so maybe perhaps that is contributing to the secondary, playing a little bit suspect. But Marcus Peters also has been working back from that ACL, so he hasn't necessarily been fully healthy either. But right now, I like Baltimore, especially Gus Edwards showing some flashes coming off IR. I know J.K. Dobbins is back on IR, but 
I think running the football here for Baltimore will be the key. So I like the Ravens here, 26-20 over Tampa Bay. It should be a good game. I'll go Baltimore there, Gerald. Now we have a game in London. Broncos 2-5, Jaguars 2-5. This one will be at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Wembley Stadium is the location. Both of these teams needing a win. Who do you like here? If Russell Wilson is still out, I have to go with Jacksonville. Um, I just think they're more cohesive right now. Um, the Bronco, Broncos, sorry for saying um, so much, guys. Uh, the Broncos are, are kind of all over the place right now. They're still trying to figure it out. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is just, you know, he's a first-year head coach. He loses your start. Your starting quarterback already is not playing great. Then you lose him. Now you really got to figure things out. It was easy to call plays when Aaron Rodgers is at the helm and he's throwing to Devontae Adams with Aaron Jones running the ball. It's like, I can figure that out. Any decent offensive coordinator can figure that out. But then now you have to, like, take care of the entire team. And um, they're just all over the place right now. Doug Peterson is a proven coach, has a Super Bowl. Um, and he didn't win it with a starting quarterback. Had a guy come off the bench, and he still led them to the Super Bowl. Granted, the defense played incredible. But I just feel like overall they are more cohesive right now. And I just see them getting it done. And Doug Peterson having them more ready to play than Nathaniel Hackett does. With They just got a lot going on right now. So I'm going with the Jags. Yeah, I'm with you too. I'm taking Jacksonville here just because, you know, Russell Wilson is still banged up. And then it was revealed on Sunday, Gerald, that he has a partially torn hamstring, which is why he mm-hmm. was held out. And so if indeed Russell Wilson is out again, it'll be Brett Ripien to make a second consecutive start. Jacksonville coming off a tight loss at home to the New York Giants. Trevor Lawrence in that offense starting to get going a little bit. Travis Etienne starting to make some bigger plays. So I like Jacksonville that one. 2017, rather low-scoring game. Now Panthers and Falcons, 2-5. and five. How about Carolina getting a win? I'm sure you weren't too happy. P.J. Walker played pretty good for Carolina. And their two running backs, Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman, getting it done. Now they'll go to Atlanta and take on a Falcons team that's looking to bounce back here, Gerald. I like Atlanta here by 4, 24-20. I know that they are a run-first team. Arthur Smith, he takes pride in having that smash-mouth offense, running the ball constantly. I would like to see Kyle Pitts, though, maybe Drake London get a little bit more targets. Mariota, though, you know, is more centered on, on the intermediate passing game, but I like Atlanta, though. They're a tough team. They're back at home. I know that they've been banged up a little bit as well. Give me the Falcons here in this divisional matchup. Yeah, I'm going to go with you. I agree, too. I just think the Panthers, I had a buddy who's a a photographer for the Bucs, and uh, we talk all the time. You know, he's actually my family photographer, so we're pretty good friends. And he was just like, um, you know, the Bucs lost to a team who's literally trying to lose. They trained the way everybody does this and this. And I said, I don't think they're trying to lose. I just think they're kind of changing the culture and going forward with the future with who they want to go forward with. They're changing everything around. And in the midst of doing that, you just get rid of some you get rid of some guys, some some contracts so you can free money up and stuff. But I still think the Panthers Sunday played desperate. I think that was a desperation game and they had like this so what now what mentality. And um, that's why they played that way, but I, I think it's fool's gold. I'm going with the Falcons. I still think the Falcons are a tough team to deal with. Um, I, I actually played against Mariota. Played with, <laughs> I played in the game Mariota played the Tennessee Titans, which is his first game. His rookie year is probably the best game he ever played. 
perfect passer rating, four touchdowns. I think they put up 42 on us. Like, you know, so I, I've seen him at his best. Then I was with him last year with the Raiders. He's just a, a really good guy, hard worker. And, you know, I just think that when the play breaks down, the things he can do with his feet, um, few quarterbacks can do. And like like you said, I like to see uh, Kyle Pitts get involved. You know, I'm a Grady Jerry. I'm, yeah, I'm a Grady Jerry fan, and and I just uh, I'm rocking with the Falcons. Now this one, Gerald. You know, I'm a little bit more involved with this game here. The Cowboys, man, they're gonna host the Bears, three and four. The Bears with a little bit of a statement win last night in New England. Justin Fields looking good coming out of that bye week in Dallas, five and two. They got by the Lions. Wasn't pretty on Sunday. It was Dak's first game back from that thumb injury. You like the Cowboys to get it done here? Or are you gonna go with the Bears? No, I'm going with the Cowboys for sure. Um, I got a, a good buddy. A man who's from Chicago, and I've been giving them a hard time about Cowboys beating the Bears all year. So I'm sticking with it. Um, I, I believe the Cowboys defense is a top three defense right now. The way they are attacking the football, getting after the quarterback. I mean, they got ballers all over the place. Uh, Dak got his feet wet. I believe, um, you know, he's going to be uh, more in sync this game with his receivers. Uh, they're going to continue to run the ball well. And For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And I I just think overall they are a better team, especially with Dak at the helm. You know, Cooper Rush did his thing, but Cooper Rush just did what you expect your backup quarterback to do is go in and not lose the game. You know, and but Dak is the guy, and I believe this offense is much more explosive with Dak. He can make all the throws. You know, he can make plays with his feet. And he just, in, cr in crunch time and big games and, just overall experience, you know, I, I, I trust Dak to get it done in, in this game. Um, you know, yes, they beat the Patriots, but the Patriots not the Patriots of old. Playing with a backup quarterback, you know, Mac Jones played a little bit, but then he got pulled. And, you know, you can't just flip-flop quarterbacks. You can't have two quarterbacks going in and out of the game. I dealt with that, you know, with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston. I've seen it. It doesn't work. The offensive line can't get in sync. And you just, it's two different, you're hearing two different things. 
you know, the cadence might what they're seeing might might be different and you just you can't do it. So what, you know, the Bears playing the way they've been playing, go up to beat the Patriots is not like a statement win to me. Um, I do want to defend Justin Fields. I feel like they're not using him the right way. You know, you you bring him in and you don't build an offense around him. You try to make him what you want him to be instead of let him do what the reason you drafted him, the reason you trade up to get him, let him build around that and let him be that. You know, he's great at improvising, so that's why he's having – he had the success he had yesterday. But, yeah, I, I'm going to Cowboys, man. I, I don't have a score per se. I don't really do predict score predictions, but – I do say the quarter, the Cowboys win this game by two scores. Yeah, how about them Cowboys first off? You know, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. You know I'm always riding with the Dallas Cowboys here. I think they get the W here, 24-17. I'll go one-score game. I like Dak, and I'm glad you brought that up, Gerald, about Dak Prescott because I had a lot of people talking about Cooper Rush being better, and, you know, those takes just got old, man. I was like, everybody continues to underestimate Dak, but – He's back, and this offense no doubt has a higher ceiling when Dak Prescott's in the game. So I think the Cowboys are able to stick to that ground game. That defense, once again, is swarming, forces turnovers. It's enough to get another win for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Dolphins 4-3, and three, Lions 1-5. It was good to see Tua back on the field on Sunday Night Football. The Detroit Lions, meanwhile, still dealing with injuries. Amon Ross St. Brown left early with that concussion against Dallas. And then DeAndre Swift is still out of the game. Uh, hopefully he can return this week with that shoulder injury. Gerald, am I wrong to think that this could be a little bit of a trap game for the Dolphins here? I think this Lions seems a little bit better than that record indicates. No, nah, you're not wrong. I think the Lions, uh, they've been competing. You know, they had the one blowout game. I forget who it was. They got blew out by, was it? The Patriots. Uh, Patriots. It was the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah, but they've been they've been in all the games. I mean, the best team in the NFL, I think we all can agree, is Philadelphia Eagles. Or you can, some people say Buffalo Bills, but one of, the, one of the top two teams right now are the Eagles. And they fought back and took them to the wire, you know? So – um, I think they're a lot better than people think, but Tua being back, um, you know, he's been having a really good connection with Tyreek here and Waddle, and I just – I don't see it being a blowout, but, you know, I just – I got them winning. I, I got them winning, i say, by 10 points. Okay. Um, I just think that uh, the pace that Tyreek Hill is on, it continues, and I really would like to see him, like – break some records because my thing is yes you're not speaking falsely by saying some people's careers are based off where they're at like I feel like Steph Curry is I don't think he's a top 10 player he's right at 11 maybe 12 but when it's all said and done he will be a top 10 player but you can argue does that happen if Steve Kerr doesn't show up if certain players are not around you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Steph Curry is going to always be Steph Curry, but what makes him a top 10 player is his his winning, his rings. And with certain situations, and I'm just using Steph because that's the first thing popped in my head. It's not a knock on Steph. Steph is obviously Steph. But I'm saying some people you can say wouldn't be them without certain situations. And I feel like Tyreek Hill gets tied to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and oh well he had these people around him and Travis Kelsey was there and I think for them people to say Tyreek Hill will not be the same or not be who he is without 
Patrick Mahomes is like he's thinking in his head, like, I can beat me wherever. So I would love to see him continue on this pace and break some records so he can, like, say, like, hey, look, no, put some respect on my name. I'm me regardless. So, yeah, I got the Dolphins winning. and uh, But I agree with you. The Lions are not as bad as the record shows. I have my uh, upset pick every week. I'm actually going to give the upset win here to the Lions, 33-30. Hopefully they can get Swift back. Uh, Monroe St. Brown back in the mix if he clears concussion protocol. I'll ride with the Lions here and Dan Campbell. These next couple of matchups will kind of go quicker so we can get into more uh, in-depth with the afternoon slotted games. But, Gerald, Cardinals, Vikings, this one, Arizona 3-4. and four. Talked a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury, Minnesota coming off a bye week. I like Minnesota here, 31-26. The Vikings under Kevin O'Connell, the first-year head coach, they've looked really good on offense. Justin Jefferson still going off out there. Defensively, they're starting to lock it down a little bit more. I'm a big fan of Eric Kendricks. I think the guy is a fantastic player. And Patrick Peterson still playing some good football out there. So I'll take Minnesota here, Gerald, 31-26. Yeah, I'm going with Minnesota as well. I'm a Kyler Murray guy. I already said that. He's a Sooner, so I'm always rooting for him. But Vikings are just better all around. Like I said, I think there's a little um, tension and dissension inside the Cardinals organization. Um, they just got Robbie Anderson, but he went out last game, if I believe. Um, they got hot back. Um, you know, he played well his first game. I believe that, uh, you know, he'll play well again. But yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Minnesota. All right, Saints and Raiders, Gerald. The Raiders getting Raiders. a Raiders. big win Raiders. over the Texans. Raiders. Man. Raider Nation. Raiders. I will never pick the Saints for anything. Come on, man. I'm a Buccaneer, and that's not biased. I love Jameis Winston. I, I love Cam Jordan. You know, I, I, I love a lot of people over there. Hey, I, I think the Saints have a great organization. I think that um, that defense is legit, and I'm a Jameis Winston guy. I'm an Alvin Kamara guy. I'm a Michael Thomas guy. I think these guys are great, but I'm a Buccaneer, man. And once a Raider, always a Raider. I'm going with the Raiders. I think Max Crosby has a huge week. Chandler Jones finally got to the quarterback, got him on the ground, got a little taste of blood. So now, as a rusher, I know how that feels. Once you get a taste of blood, you want more. I believe they get after the quarterback, and I have the Raiders taking this one. I'm with you, bro. I'm going Raiders here, but you want to know why I'm going Raiders? Why? The man who is continuing to have that salary increase because he's on a contract here. How about Josh Jacobs? He's been running the rock over 100 yards three straight weeks. That run game is starting to take shape in Las Vegas. And I think they're going to be able to control time of possession. I think they're going to run that ball down the Saints' throats, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm glad Josh is doing it, man. A lot of people made a big deal out of them not picking up his option. And I don't know, he's had injuries and this and that, man. He's an Oklahoma guy, not an OU guy, an actual Oklahoma guy. And what's crazy is my mother-in-law's sister is married to Josh Jacobs' uncle. So we're kind of like related in a way. Uh, <laughs> so gotcha. I'm a Josh Jacobs guy. You know what I'm saying? So um, he he's he's an Oklahoma Oklahoma kid, and 
I'm glad that he's balling, but yeah, I got the Raiders. Both going with the Raiders there. Patriots at Jets now. The Patriots coming off that uh, ugly loss. The Jets, man, you talked about them at the beginning. Five and two. Win on, number six. Here we go. winning streak, Gerald. I'm going to roll with Robert Salah and the Jets here. I think they get the job done again. Pulling off a trade last night, they acquired James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars, which I think was a heist. The guy is a heck of a running back, only yeah, giving listen. up a <laughs> Dude gave me so pick. many points in my fantasy last year. Oh, my God. How did they only give up a conditional six know. for that? I don't know, but they pulled it off, and it happened fast, too. Like, I, I yeah, I'm rocking with the kids for sure. They get it done. Sauce Gardner's playing really good. That energy over there is infectious. The Jets, I think they get the job done. Let's go 2017. Still low scoring, but I like the Jets there. Steelers and Eagles. I think this one uh, is pretty self-explanatory, Gerald. I think the Eagles, they win this one by a pretty safe, comfortable margin here. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Pittsburgh, they have fighters. They got a lot of guys that that they just tough guys. Hard-nosed winners and they just know how to compete at the highest level but sometimes you just don't have the better team and it doesn't matter how tough you are or the message Mike Tomlin preaches sometimes you just don't have the guys there's injuries and things just don't go your way and they just not this year for Pittsburgh so and they are fulfilling and sometimes you have those teams every year there's that team where you like man they come out of nowhere like it's the Jets the Giants, uh, Philly people thought would be good, but at this level, they're playing right now. Can they continue it? I don't know. But right now, they are playing that great. So, yeah, I think this is an easy one. That Philly defense, I think, is going to feast again on Kenny Pickett, who just threw three interceptions. That Eagles defense will get after him. Brandon Graham playing some good football as well. So, I like Philadelphia here, 34-16. I think it's a route. Now, Titans and Texans here, Gerald. Tennessee, 4-2. and two. Texans, 1-4-1. One, and one. I like Tennessee here, 24-17. Not as big of a win as some people may expect because the Texans have played some teams a little bit closer than anticipated. That defense has been pretty solid, actually, for Lovey Smith. But Derrick Henry gets a big dose of him on the ground here. I like Tennessee by a touchdown. Yeah, um, I think people underestimate uh, division games. And I played for Coach, for Lovey Smith, and uh, one thing he he preaches is to compete at the highest level, compete, 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 and you know go a uh, hundred, go until your heart blow up, and then go another rep. That's that you know that's his message. He learned that from uh from a, a great defensive line coach, Ryan Marinelli. I, he taught us all that, and. He's just going to have those guys with that mentality. They got a lot of fighters on the team, so I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. And let's not lose sight of we just seen this happen with the Bucks. Nobody thought after losing Christian McCaffrey and all these players that the Bucks were going to go in there and lose. So I think we need to, you know, not just underestimate um, what this game could be. And I agree with you. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Commanders at Colts, Gerald. This one made news yesterday. Frank Reich naming Sam Ellinger the starting quarterback, not only for Sunday because Matt Ryan has a great two-shoulder sprain, but he said, hey, Ellinger is our guy for the rest of the season. So 
The Commanders, they're going to have Taylor Heineke. Shout out to Heineke getting it done on Sunday. And the I'm, battle of the under six feet. Yeah, I man. And two exciting quarterbacks, man. So this was actually a little bit more exciting now that you have those two quarterbacks playing. I'm going to roll with Indy here, though. I think Ellinger gets the job done. First NFL start at home. I saw him play in the preseason. I know it's preseason, but I saw him play a lot at UT. The kid's a winner. I'm a big fan of his. I actually think he provides the Colts offense with a little bit of a spark here just because of his ability to make some plays with his legs. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I've seen him play at UT too. I'm not going to talk about that much. Not a Texas guy, so <laughs> I'm not going to give him too many props, but I agree with everything you said. I think he gives the offense a spark. You know, any, uh, I've been on those sidelines, and I've seen how when a quarterback runs with the ball and pick and makes plays with his feet, how it can send a shockwave through the whole stadium. So I can only under, you know, only imagine what it'll do for that offense. So yeah, I'm going with the Colts in the win. And um, I played for Coach Gus Bradley. I think he's gonna have the defense ready to go. So I got the Colts as well. 49ers Rams this is another NFC West rivalry these two teams always going at each other in fact the Niners have owned the series recently Gerald acquiring Christian McCaffrey last week and now they go back to uh, SoFi to take on the Rams who are coming off a bye week and the Rams are another team that I think are going to get things going eventually so this one is a tough one for me to call Gerald but I'm actually going to go with the San Francisco 49ers here. I like what Christian McCaffrey brings to the offense. Now, I am monitoring Debo Samuel as a hamstring strain. Kyle Juszczyk is going to be out after undergoing finger surgery. So that's also a loss for the Niners. But defensively, I really like what they got going. Demeco Ryans, I think we all know, is a heck of a DC. Fred Werner leading that defensive unit. It'll be close, but I like the Niners here, Gerald, to get in there and leave SoFi with a narrow victory. Yeah, I agree. I just think uh, I believe the Rams are going to turn around as well. But sometimes people just got your number. I mean, look how long it took Tom Brady to get a win on the Saints. You know, it just uh, sometimes they just got your number, man. The 49ers just had the Rams figured out. And the way the 49ers have been playing on defense and the way the Rams have been playing up front on offense. I just think the 49ers have that edge. And unless they can block these guys, it's going to be a long day. Um, so I just I, – I have the 49ers. But with saying that, I feel like the Rams are going to turn around. I think people just have to realize, like, you think, like, what well, the Rams, defending champs, they're struggling right now. Let me just say this. I'm not going to say what teams these are, but I just want everybody to listen to this. Four and three, three and four, two and five, two and five, two and five, three and four, three and four, four and three, three and four, two and four, two and five, three and four, two and five, three and four, three, three, one, three and four, three and three, four and three, three and four. There's only 32 teams. I listed off, dang, there's about 25 of them. <laughs> so look at all those records that are close. You see how many records are very similar? Like, it's not that, like, so if the Rams are three and three. They're not far off. It's not like they out of the mix. You know, so I think people need to just, like, take a deep breath and let the season play out. But I just don't have them beating the 49ers this week, but I do believe they can turn around. Yep, we're on the same page there. The Rams will eventually uh, get it figured out. But, yeah, the Niners, they just certainly have had quite a bit of success against the Rams in that series. So that's why I'm rolling with 
San Francisco. Now, this is, uh, I think, one of the marquee matchups of this week, which if you told anybody, now, of course, obviously, you, Gerald, you said you called this, but the Giants, 6-1, and one, Seahawks, 4-3, and three. Seattle's draft class is playing some really exciting football. Kenneth Walker went off for me in fantasy football, so I thank Kenneth Walker because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have won the matchup, but he's looking sharp. How about Tariq Woolen, the rookie out of UTSA, playing really good in that secondary, but Gerald, the Giants, Brian DeBall, the job he has done with limited players, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries as well, pretty much no receivers, Kadarius Tony, Galladay's hurt. Who do you like in this matchup? You know, I want to go with, I don't know if it would be an upset with Seattle, but I just like the way the Giants are playing right now, man. I haven't been a Daniel Jones believer, if I'm being honest, but he's playing the way he's been playing this year. He's playing really good. He's starting to make a lot of people like me believers. And it's not like you can hang the fact that, oh, well, look at who he's playing with. Look at all the weapons around him. No, it's not the weapons. He's just playing well, man. He's getting the job done. It's not like he's scraping by either man didn't he have a he had 100 yards rushing last week yeah 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 he had 200 plus yards passing and 100 yards rushing i mean like daniel jones is getting it done and then obviously saquon's playing at an mvp level that helps and then that defense is just playing lights out uh dexter lawrence up front has been holding it down he's been doing his numbers uh while williams has been out but williams is back so I just I got the Giants going in to the 12th man and still getting a win and coming out seven and one. And the big reason of that it will be the play of Daniel Jones. When my son hears me say this, he's going to say that I'm fake and I'm bogus because <laughs> I give Daniel Jones so much hell and heat. But I have to be honest with what I see, man. Daniel Jones is getting the job done and I'm going to continue to trust him. I can only go off what's been what's been happening. And what's been happening with him is he has been balling. So it is what it is. Well, I'm going to say uh, the Lee Corso special, not so fast, Gerald. I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks here. I think they win a close one, 27-24. Geno Smith, shout out to Geno. He's been playing some good football as well. Now, I will say this. DK Metcalf, he's got that knee injury, so he may not be ready to play. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be ruled out. So without DK Metcalf, that may impact this game a little bit. But... Because of the success Seattle's had running the football, and then, of course, you still got Tyler Lockett out there making the catches down the field. I'm going to stay with Seattle here, 27-24, but I think it's going to be a great game, man. To your point, the Giants and Daniel Jones playing some really superb football on offense, so that will be a fun one to watch. Now, here we're in the nighttime games, Gerald. Packers, 3-4. and four. Bills, 5-1. and one. Fresh off of bye week, 7.20 p.m. NBC. You think this is going to be a runaway blowout for Buffalo, or do you think Green Bay is going to show some signs of life? Uh, I'm going to go with the latter. Skip Bayless always says, one man in sports he don't bet against is Tom Brady. That's one guy I always ride with, and that's Aaron Rodgers. You know, regardless of what we've been seeing, what happens, he's entirely too gifted, too skilled as a quarterback, too legendary, and, I mean, entirely too great in the history of this game to count him out. Uh, Josh Allen is playing at an MVP level. He's definitely in the top of the discussion. They're clicking on all cylinders, but Aaron Rodgers, 
in his history, he will come in your house when odds against him and get a win. He did it last year when the Cardinals were undefeated. He went on the road, top three offensive linemen missing, two of his linebackers was missing, top two corners was missing, and they beat the undefeated Cardinals in their house on a short week. So we, I just don't want to, you know, I don't count Aaron Rodgers out. I feel like the low-hanging fruit is to pick Buffalo and say, well, they, I mean, the Packers, there's no way the Packers, this is my upset. This is my upset of the week. Okay. I'm going Packers over Bills in a close game. I'm going Mason Crosby game-winning field goal to win this game. Wow. Okay. All right, man. I can see that. I'm going Bills here, but I don't have it in a blowout. I think this actually is going to be pretty close because Aaron Rodgers is a guy that you don't want to bet against considering I know they're coming off a three-game losing streak. They've looked really bad, but I still think this game's going to give them that extra motivation defensively. I heard Jair Alexander and Rayshon Gary, those guys, they're hungry. They want to go out there and prove a lot of doubters yeah, wrong. Yeah, the defense, man. The Packers' defense is not as bad as people saying it is right now. Yeah. No, it's not what everybody thought would be a top two, top three, five defense, but they are good enough to go in and help win this game. And I believe that the defense is going to play up to par. And overall, collectively, they're going to figure it out. I just think they get it done. But I have it at 31-27, Buffalo over Green Bay. It'll be a closer game. Now the last game here, Gerald, week eight, Bengals-Browns. I'm actually going to go with Cincy. Talked about them. Joe Burrow is playing really good football again. Jamar Chase is lighting it up as well. Cleveland right now, man. Jacoby Brissett, he's actually played really solid. The run game with Nick Chubb continues to get going and Kareem Hunt, but I don't think they have enough firepower right now to match Joe Burrow in the type of form he's in. So I'm going to go Cincy 31-21. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just going with Cincy. I don't think, I think, you know, Cleveland has been fighting. They've been, they've been doing their best, but I'm going Cincy. They got a lot of momentum right now, and I just feel like with the momentum they have and Cleveland just all over the place, they've been fighting. You know, they could, it could be a lot worse, but uh, Miles Garrett having an unfortunate accident and having to miss time and I just, I think the Bengals are just, they got a lot of momentum right now. So I'm going with Cincy. All right. So there is week eight slate of games. And hopefully we get some good games, Gerald, this weekend. But again, man, I appreciate your time, brother, taking the time, talking down these matchups and talking some key points. I always appreciate you. All right, brother. Be easy, man. I appreciate you having me. All right. Yes, sir. Take care and God bless. All right. You too. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.